What's going on, guys? It's your boy Player X here with the Semi Limited Podcast. You know it, you love it. And thank you for all of our viewers and listeners tuning in and supporting the podcast. You know, sharing all the sites and uh, episodes with your friends, chit chatting, being uh, social with it, and everything like that. Appreciate it. All the love. Without any further ado, we're going to get into this quick little episode. I don't know how long or short this episode will be. We got a couple things on the docket, and we're going to be chugging through things like the Konami printing schedule, including the sets like Valiant Smashers, and as well as Phantom Nightmare. Talking about a little bit more about the rarity collection. And if it's going to be like a recurring thing. But before we get into all of that, as you guys know, we have to go into all these plug-ins. So please be sure to go to that link tree link in the description box below uh, to follow all of our social sites. You can click on that link. It's going to break up a tab with all of our sites on there. Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, all of the links to all of the podcast episodes and their distributors, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, as well as Spotify. So you go there, click all those, follow, click all the buttons, subscribe, notifications, all that stuff, yada, yada. You guys know the deal. I shouldn't have to tell you this more than like 1,800 times, right? Uh, also, we hit our new follower goal on Instagram last week, and I announced that, that we were going to have a giveaway. And that means at the end of this episode, we will be announcing the winner of said giveaway for the Instagram followers. Uh, there will be another giveaway when we hit 50 on TikTok, as well as 100 on uh, Twitter, and then... 200 for the ig and youtube which we are chugging away on so that just means we got more giveaways for you guys and more things to hand out so be sure to tune into the end of this episode where we'll be announcing the instagram giveaway for the dark magician mat the single player cloth mat looking beautiful it's going to go to one lucky listener and someone who followed all the rules so also speaking of that following the rules we're going to shout out to our unplugged gaming sponsor in manliest new york for sponsoring the podcast uh, be sure to join their Discord server. I'll link it down below in the description box. So you can be a part of all their TCG communities, including Yu-Gi-Oh! One Piece, which actually just fucked up with all of its players with that ban list bullshit. So <laughs> we'll see if they even uh, get more players down there. Uh, then we also got, like, you know, Lorcana, any of the other uh, TCGs you guys might play, be sure to go into Discord, find a community that you want to be a part of, get into trading, get into communicating, game plans, and then uh, maybe even meeting up in-store. And if you go into the store, be sure to mention that the boys over at the Semi-Limited Podcast sent you, and they'll be sure to hook you up, because Joe over there loves us, and we sure to love you. Also, be sure to catch Brad, aka Mr. Perfect, live streaming on Twitch every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's the East Coast on New York for those who are outside of the United States. Uh, his Twitch will be linked in our link tree down, down below as well. You can click on that and right above our Twitch, you can see that he has his link there as well. When he streams, he's usually doing things like deck theories, deck testing, he's hanging out with his chat. He's been doing a lot of Master Duel and uh, grinding on EDO Pro lately. So if you're maybe seeing him in stream, you want to play against them, type in his chat that you're uh, trying to get some hands in and I guarantee he'll play you and then make sure you get his attention because anything that happens on the stream, he's sure to report to me when we report at locals, It'd be including it in the Friday night wrap up. So you also get some airtime on the podcast as well. So today, before we get into all of this action today, we are actually joined by someone who's been on the podcast before. So we have another returning guest. I'm just gonna introduce him. He is none other than the legend himself, Antonio, a.k.a. Autumn's Allure. Good evening, everyone. Did you want to link yourself in or do a little plug-in or anything like that before we uh, got started, man? Yeah, I mean, so I so I run a YouTube channel. Uh, it used to be the White Mexican, but I changed names over, kind of in a shift. Not really dropping videos right now. I'm kind of at a, a block as far as content, but 
more to come more to come absolutely so if you guys are interacted with this or maybe you liked today's discussion be sure to go to his youtube channel which i'll also have linked down below and then give him some uh maybe some thoughts maybe some content you guys might like to see him do then maybe he'll be able to give you guys some things that you guys might like uh but speaking of thoughts getting into today's episodes uh we were talking in our side group chat that we have I don't know if most of you Yu-Gi-Oh players have group chats with a bunch of your maybe local guys. I'm assuming you guys mostly do, but we definitely have a couple of them. Uh, I definitely started a couple of them, and especially in the Syracuse area. Uh, so we were chit-chatting a little bit today about how sets were, and I was talking to my boy Devon, and he was hyped for the Fire King stuff. And then I was also talking about how, yeah, we have the Fire King stuff coming, we have uh, Valiant Smashers at the end of the, the week. You know, we also have the Phantom Nightmare set that comes out early in February. Uh, and we just got off of the Rarity Collection. So we were just talking about the printing schedule and how some people were talking about how we're, we're not going to be able to financially recover from all of these sets dropping with all these cards and all these new archetypes and themes and shit. And it got me thinking a little bit about like the printing schedule and we were talking and it seems like Konami has a lot of its better sets printed at the end of the year, but they're mostly all bunched up. So for those who don't know, we usually get about uh, four core sets per year. On top of that, we also get three reprint sets, mostly. I was, I'd say three hardcore reprint sets. And then we also get about three to four side sets per year as well. And those all drop like almost weeks from each other sometimes. Uh, so just take the last couple months, for example, we had the Rarity Collection just drop, and then now we're going to have Valiant Smashers at the end of this week. Next month, we have the Fire King Structure Deck coming out, which is going to be another game-changing one after we just had the Red Resonator Structure Deck drop you know, last month. And then on top of that, we've got Phantom Nightmares coming. So it's really jam-packed towards the end of the year, and a lot of us were just thinking that some there's something that Konami has to do to be able to slow down either the printing process, maybe printing more cards in a set and then printing less sets so that way people have more time to uh kind of recoup their funds or whatnot but for the most part they just seem like they just be printing cards like it's like every month or every couple of weeks we got a new set coming out and like we don't have enough time to a enjoy the cards and archetypes that we've already had released to us that we just had released you know last week and then b I think that it doesn't give the player base enough time to have, I guess, the money in the bank to be able to support these ho this hobby, because it is a hobby at the end of the day. Uh, and when, especially with sets like Age of Overlord, where we got a core set that has one $85 card, one you know $100 card, uh, another $65 card, like all these cards in there, they're archetypes. If you wanted to play Sinful Spoils, you'd have to spend $85 per copy and for three wanted on top of the Diabelle Star herself, the Black Witch. And then you also have to play SP Little Knight, which is going to be another $100, you know what I'm saying? And then it's, it all adds up. And then now you're saying that you have to drop money on that set. And then three weeks later, we have another side set that we've got to drop money on. Like it just seems like it's coming a little bit too fast. Uh, I don't know if you agree with uh, that statement or if you disagree with it, uh, Autumn, but it definitely comes to a point where I think that we need, something's gotta give. There's no way they can keep printing all these sets at the prices that they're gonna be at, especially with increased prices, and then expect us to be able to keep up with everything. Well, one thing I would say is that, I mean, it's no secret, there's a pretty standard formula that I feel like probably a lot of players follow 
and that's the singles market they drop all these sets pretty rapidly and you know we have all these crazy pre-sale prices and there's a lot of different cardboard being like just printed like crazy like the printing press seem to be going like 24 7 over there like konami hq and a lot of it's going to waste um i don't really know a lot of people that just go like knees in deep and buy like boxes and boxes and cases of all these sides even some of the core sets even and um i think again like people know to just kind of wait and get singles and yeah it doesn't always not always cost effective for like really really popular cards like you know some things do maintain just for like scarcity of before they get reprinted but eventually everything gets reprinted so it really just comes down to time but as far as them continuously trying to pump out these sets and you know there's just back to back to back it it really just it, it's i don't know i can't really put it into words for lack of better words it just seems like a waste there's so many boxes that just go unopened or unsold or you know people are opening up boxes and cases of these things to get like one or two or three like high rarity cards or like expensive meta cards and then what it's so much bulk and like where does all that bulk go like people have just like tons and tons of supers and ultras and commons that just no one cares about like they literally just get thrown away or just like left somewhere or they're just sitting i don't know in someone's closet somewhere at their yeah. house useless cardboard there's car commons that just came out in uh, the pack that we were given at the OTS today, uh, one of our OTSs, they give a couple OTS packs, and then they also give a pack of, like, one of the core sets, and we got Age of Overlord, and I pulled a super, but there's also, like, 16 fucking commons in there that I didn't need. Like, they were just, like, ridiculous cards that are just, like, super clear that they'll never see play. I get that Yu-Gi-Oh! has a lot of different cards in the card pool which is what makes the game so diverse is that you're able to do almost anything but you have to have cards printed in order to like have that but some of these cards are just like clearly going to see no play even if it's down the road like you know what i'm saying like there's just bad cards like this not good design and those are the cards that i think that we just don't need to print i think that that would be a little bit better than printing all these cards, having all these mixed rarities. You never even know what you're going to get. Let's take the rarity collection, for example. You could pull a QCR Imperm or a QCR uh, Ash Blossom or some $200, $300 card, or you can pull a QCR TG Limiter or a QCR Entis, you know what I'm saying? Or even a QCR Outledge alternate art, which is going for like $8. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's too much of a wide spectrum of randomness. That was so dumb about the rarity collection, how literally, like, I get the idea of there being, like, seven different rarities, and, like, you can get every card and every rarity, but some of the just, like, fluff randoms they threw in there, exactly. they literally made quarter century secret rares, makeshift starlight rares that no one wants. They're literally, like, $2, $3 makeshift starlight rares that are literally just gonna be, like, never moved. Yeah, just gonna sit in binders. <laughs> no one wants a quarter century uh ice barrier whatever that trap card is like it, it's just weird it's weird to me like i have so much to say i don't know like if we're gonna come back to this topic specifically <laughs> on the rarity collection but i know <laughs> i just had to add that yeah we'll definitely touch back up on the rarity collections a little bit later i just think that if they print less cards in each set so that way it's you know less money that they have to put in towards all this cardboard, you know, packaging all these cards, shipping all these cards, you get less cards in the set. 
or we need less sets. Like they need to print maybe two core sets per year, two side sets per year, and then three reprint sets or something like that. I don't really mind the reprint sets so much because that gives more access to the game to like lower budget players, but like you still can't be reprinting every card because then nothing's going to hold its value over time, you know? So the only the cards that'll hold value is, are the cards that'll come out and then won't get touched by the Mega Tins until the next year. You know what I'm saying? So like cards like SP Knight will stay at $100 until next year. All I have to say is Konami could save really big bucks if they just stopped printing ultra rares. This guy. Yo, this man takes any platform to slander ultras. <laughs> but speaking of upcoming sets, we do have Valiant Smashers that releases next week. Uh, it's also going to be the inclusion of the Centurion archetype, of the um, Valiant or Valorant archetype, which is the one for people who don't know. It's like the reprinting or the. Uh, rehashing of normal vanilla monsters from the first like i think four or five sets so like sets that allure autumn like specializes in uh and then like right after that in the december structure deck line we get the fire king structure deck that gets released to us which is going to pretty much change the game especially with the sinful spoils package and then we have phantom nightmare uh coming right behind that so on top of that we're coming off the rarity collection so we do have to make sure that we give these players some time to financially recoup. But what are your thoughts on Valiant Smashers? Do you think that the Centurions will come out as the best archetype? Or do you think that the Valorants actually have a chance to steal away the attention for the set with uh, the nostalgia that they'll probably be able to bring out? So I'll be honest, I haven't been doing too much of a deep dive in the, the new subset. But I will say with Valiant Smashers being the follow-up set, the very next set to come off the stage from rarity collection because rarity collection had such crazy rarities and they were like really easy to pull and it just completely inflated the market to like nothing um i think it's going to be really difficult for players to go in and be excited about like being excited pulling like a normal secret rare you know i think all of us are kind of hyped up on like you know pulling all these quarter century secrets like you know like for a box or whatever the ratios were and those look really really nice they're fake starlight rares i'll be the first to admit it they're definitely like the fake versions of starlight rares but they look just as good in my opinion yeah, and i feel like the player base got like you know high off of you know getting pulling all these starlights like so easily like nothing and going into kind of like back to the grindstone and having to really chase and really really like dig for that starlight rare for that quarter century is gonna uh, really kind of dull the experience you know I feel like we just like got like fresh off this like crazy high and then they're gonna try to like <laughs> take no, it agree. away like, yeah they're kind of like implementing something like alright well t t back to reality guys you know what I'm saying now we got the rares and then you get a couple ultras and maybe a, a CR if you're lucky you know so I think that's actually a really good point I didn't really think about that that having a set that every card came in every single rarity and you had a you're pulling ultimate rares and fucking qcrs and you're playing collector's rares and then new improved ultras the secret rares platinum secret rares all this wild shit and then now you're going back to something that's as simple as this i think you're right that this will be the first set that we go right back down to reality right back to brass knuckles 
And I think that this might be a dud set because it's not going to hit the same way that Rarity Collection is. And I think you you are right. And I agree with the fact that people are really on a high right now. I've seen people investing money into cases for this shit. Not even just to open, but just to sit on. Like, it's just so addicting and people just see the money in it. I think the Rarity Collection is probably the best set. I've argued it's probably one of the best sets that Konami's ever dropped. And I'm including that with sets like Dual Devastator. I'm talking about uh, Rise of the Duelist. Uh, even this man said Dual Devastator. Yeah, I think Dual Devastator was a great set. Like it gave everyone set cards. There was no randomness to it. You knew exactly what you were getting for. It was exactly like set like this. You uh, you have all the hand traps in there. Any card that was a staple over the last like five or six years were was reprinted. Ash, Bell, Valor, Imperm, D Barrier um mind control all, all these cards were all in there and you could they were guaranteed like that's a banger set i think if you look for sealed sealed dual devastator but probably before the uh 2023 megatons because all of it was reprinted in a higher rarity it was going for like 80 dollars a box like you know what i'm saying it was there was so much value in it but i still there agree was that one it was probably really one of the great sets. downfall oh yeah it's just because it was all ultra rares that's what he fucking hates <laughs> I forgot about that for a quick second. But yeah, they were all ultra rares. They were all alternate arts of uh, cards. So that way people had a different version of if they were even getting a, a rarity, uh, I would say downgrade in certain most cases, they're getting a different art. So it's kind of like justifiable to play that rarity. Uh, but like, yeah, it was just a banger set. And I think that this by far rarity collection smashes that through the roof. But I, I think it's maybe we were talking in a side conversation, but it, and it might have been you, but we were talking about how the OCG is used to sets like this. They get sets like this all the time where we for the TCG is just getting this for the first time a and are wondering if we're even going to uh, have another rarity collection for next year. Like some people are saying that this should be a reoccurring set for the TCG. And I would argue that one to five dollar staples could be game changing for newer players and lower budget players who can't afford to pay a hundred dollars for a barone to four when it drops you know what i'm saying they can wait a couple months and then get a rarity collection one where it's like a barone's like five bucks you know what i'm saying or some dumb shit like that Pro prosperities are five bucks a copy can you believe that i'm just i'm shaking at the sheer fact that i just said five dollars a copy for a pot of prosperity that's a staple card in today's meta you know what i'm saying that's crazy I think it was definitely a, a field test by Konami. The OCG, so I'm not an OCG uh, expert, but I believe that they get rarity collection once annually towards the end of the year, if I'm not mistaken. So they've already had a couple rarity collection sets, and I feel like maybe their sales are pretty good in OCG, so they wanted to kind of field test it here in the TCG. And we've we passed the test we cracked out we cracked the crack out of the cracking crack on that set and people are still cracking out on rarity collection yeah and i, I i'm not gonna lie it, it's a fun set to open i personally didn't buy it sealed and open it myself i've watched hours like an a, an ungodly amount of time on youtube uh watching other content creators crack boxes and cases it's an extremely fun and exciting set to uh watch being opened or to probably even crack yourself but and I, like you said about there being like five dollar super barons fucking sweet that's that's so awesome i think it's great that people have access to these meta relevant cards at such a you know fraction price 
but at the end of the day, honestly, I think everything looks like dog shit besides the quarter century secret rares. I'm not gonna lie. There isn't a whole Ooh, lot of uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of cards that I personally like. Honestly, I thought you'd like those supers. The I mean, so I mean, I'll admit it's cool that we got another super variant of Ash. So we have two two super variants of Ash now. I mean, we got two supers to go against the fucking fifteen ultra variants Ultras? that we have of Ash. <laughs> Uh, so we finally got one win on the supers, and I I totally get what you're saying. It's nice that you know them these meta cards like Droplet and Talents and all these things. You know they they're Evenly you know matched, you can get them for high rarities, and even high rarities are like are relatively cheap. But the biggest thing that everyone keeps on talking about, the big controversy, is there is absolutely little to no incentive for players across the board specifically here in the tcg i don't know about the ocg to invest in high rarity there's no point in chasing after high rarity the excitement the chase for high rarity is gone there is no market for high rarity unless it's like like old cards like gen 1 cards because those you know like first edition stuff and like yeah, magic stamp cards stuff, in general, you can't, yeah. and old stuff and that's st that's still like even that's a very very small market a lot of the kids that are playing nowadays a lot of like you know the big names and like the in the the big you know competitive scenes they don't give a shit about the old collector stuff there's a very few small markets out there um, that really invest in you know the old original like nostalgic cards the first editions the OG prints all that stuff but as far as like like starlight rares and ultimate rares and just our our, our high rarity cards keep on getting watered down and watered down and watered down and honestly my biggest reason why the only the only thing the only rarity that I liked from the rarity collection the 25th uh quarter century secret rares is because everything else was literally like a makeshift it was like a want to be ultimate rare it was a want yeah. to be collector's rare we yeah. already have full-on ultimate rares that look gorgeous we yeah. already had um you know collector's rares that looked gorgeous and konami just you know gave us these watered down cheap just like nasty looking rarities and again i i may be kind of like standalone that i feel that these are like makeshift cheap just even the even the quarter centuries the quarter centuries are not starlight rares i call them makeshift starlight rares because they're the fake wannabe versions but i mean goddamn i mean that shit is like a dear a like a damn near mirrored image of the starlight rares you can barely tell so i mean that's why personally i feel like the only thing that they really did right was throwing in the quarter centuries but everything else i i just i could have personally went without I don't think you stand alone. I think I'm going to stand with you on that hot take as far as like, they did seem like they wanted to be something else. If you look at those ultimate rares, I don't care what people like House of Champ says. I think I heard him say on one of his videos that people who said it looked like a maximum gold, that they were wrong and that he couldn't see it. And I see exactly what they're talking about. These ultis have like a gloss or like a sheen to them that was like similar to the way that the sheen or the shine or the, the bump or the rays in the premium maximum gold uh, rarity type was. It seems almost the exact same, except for with, without gold, it's now just solid black, like how an ultimate, an ultimate rare would look but it's not the same type of foiling that you would get in an OTS ulti or OTS pack that that ulti is way, way, way better. 
visually it looks way more stunning way more gorgeous the swirls in it make it stand out to make it pop more so it, it's to say yeah it's a makeshift ultimate rare the collector's rares i would give them that the borders for all the collector's rares look really really good but at the same stance i don't really like how they have like the dots all over the center of the card it kind of reminds me of like a dt foiling in a way like they're trying to make makeshift dt fused with collector's rare and it's like you're right it kind of everything seems like it's trying to be something else instead of being its own thing but i will say i think that i love that secret rare foiling it reminds me of the foiling that really pops similar to how like the battles of legends have their like really bright bold really like eye grabbing foiling so that is kind of like really really nice i mean obviously you hate the ultras but i think the ultras don't look that bad and even the supers like they kind of all look darker in like a euro print style maybe it's just the boxes that we've been getting locally around here but they all just seem like a little bit darker on that side i can agree that to at least certain points where like yeah it just seemed like it's trying to be something else and i i didn't look at it like that way at first i did have my opinion on those sets but i can agree with you in those standpoints that they should have maybe tried a little harder on them or not called them ultimate rares and crs they should have made their own rarity for them like pop-up or frozen or you know whatever fucking name they wanted to call them they shouldn't have been named ultimate rares they shouldn't have been named ultis they shouldn't have been named collector's rares they don't stand the same way I personally think just things, the rarities are, are getting out of hand. Konami's introducing way too many new rarities way too fast. And the thing that doesn't make any sense to me personally as a player, as a collector, as a part of the community, whatever you want to call it, is they have the formula. They know what we will spend money on. They know what we like as a TC, as a, the TCG community and the TCG investors. We like GX era and earlier old school ultimate rares we like ghost rares give us our goddamn ghost rares back we like the og collector's rares we like these rarities we will spend money on these rarities and we will appreciate these rarities forever why are you throwing your time and effort making these new garbage rarities and trying to push them off as fake makeshifts of the original shit that we like just bring us back the old rarities that we like i mean even if you look at the ots alties the current OTS alties, they don't look bad. Some look like dog shit, I'm not gonna lie. Like, maybe I'm just being pessimistic here, but if you look at the old alties, like, I don't know if it's just super expensive for them to manufacture the, ulti the alties back, like, how they used to be. Like, I'm not sure, but it makes a world of difference. Like, I just don't understand. They know what we like, and they just continue to just, like, make something else that's not what we want and i just i've never heard anyone say like oh gx alties look like shit or oh fuck ghost rares i don't like ghost rares those look like shit like i'm just saying like no, compared to what we're getting in modern day it's it just doesn't make any sense to me personally i do agree that we do need the access to these cards so i do agree with like the actual like i would say aura of what the rarity collection is as a reprint set as being able to get staple cards in the hand of budget players but they should have changed those names and made them different because they aren't they're if anything they're watering down the image or sullying the image of what those cards are supposed to look like if you look at a collector's rare from this set and then you go to like the collector's rares like the dinos when i had max rarity dinos it, it was a beautiful set like the the fossil digs were so gorgeous the oviraptors were beautiful the animadoran ardosaurs literally looked like the gems were like 
flashing and flickering in your eyes like it's crazy the amount of detail to put into them and then to have these rarity collection sets come up with a cr that looks like it's basically a dt uh where the only the border is the only thing that's like really collector about it it's just kind of disheartening but i do agree with getting these cards and at least specific 79 cards that were printed into the hands of these budget players but they could have done it a different way and see that's perfectly fine that's really like the the only good side of this besides us actually kind of converting over and getting kind of the the ocg market here in the tcg and actually getting the rarity collection like i'm definitely yeah. grateful it's exciting that you know it's come to here and honestly i am I'm, I'm very much of the mindset that we will get it next year i think this sold so well hopefully konami learns from their mistakes and they kind of change the rarities but i mean you know time will tell when we get you know the second season or the the next set a rarity collection but i agree with you it's great that there are these really affordable cards that you know people can have and it's fine you know like i i think where they messed up is the, it, the the set would have sold just as much it would have made just as much money if they had super shitty ultra rare normal secret rare and whatever premium platinum secret rare whatever it was the new like border secret rare and then makeshift starlight if that was the only rarities they had i personally think this set would have been like 200 times better because you would have had the lower rarities for people to have access to talents or baron or um, you know, whatever it is that they needed, but then they would also have those collectors who could go and get, you know, 25th quarter century Ash or 25th quarter century Nibiru or Impern or whatever. So it would have, it would have curtailed to both the competitive collectors who want high rarity and then also just people who just wanted to get cheap meta relevant cards in super, in ultra, in these established rarities. I mean, so much so that like, I would have like forgiven Konami for pumping even more hideous ultra rares into the TCG market. It would have been fine because we would have had the starlight rares, the makeshift starlight rares too. We didn't need all this extra fluff sandwich stuff, but that's just one white Mexican's opinion. No, I, th I think that you don't stand alone there, my friend. I think that some players out there might share that same viewpoint because I, s I can see where you're coming from with those standpoints, and I can agree to a certain extent. But getting back into reality and what we're going to be seeing for the foreseeable future, we also have Phantom Nightmare that's coming out in early February. So are you familiar with Phantom Nightmare at all? Did you check out any of those verified releases or see any of those good cards that were announced? not into about like 15 minutes before making this recording <laughs> but uh it seems like pretty <laughs> solid again i i feel like you know there's something special about the first the first course set of each year with it dropping in early february um i think that it, it's got a badass name i'm a sucker for like like really cool dark names and i think yeah. phantom nightmare is is a super cold name um, and I feel like we're gonna we're gonna get some uh, some pretty colorful extra deck monsters in that set. Hey, I can agree. I mean, there's, we also have cards announced that are pretty good that are gonna be coming out in that set. And I argue, are these cards strong enough on re I guess release to carry these these sets? If their announcements that we get are the only good cards that we get in the set, so cards like Bonfire. Uh, cards like Transaction Rollback, cards like Iron Thunderclad, uh, the Arrow Mage support, all that shit. Like, if all that shit's announced and, like, yeah, it se seems good and dandy, but it drops and it doesn't do shit, we got another, you know, tank and set. But 
Do you think that these cards, the you know, Bonfire being able to search fire card, uh, Iron Thunderclad being a power crept, uh, Solemn Judgment, which I even think you can fucking power creep that card, you know, the Aramage support being able to give uh, Rika Plants a little bit more stepping stone into the format. Do you think that these are good enough to kind of carry the set as is, or do you think that we're going to need some more fire announced in this set to be able to carry it? I think Bonfire is going to be a total banger. I think fire and water archetypes have been kind of shafted throughout the game. Um, everyone knows that light and dark have been dominant since like the beginning of ever. Um, yeah. So I think that that's, that's cool that fire is getting some support because there's some pretty cool fire builds out there. As far as everything else, I'll be honest, I'm not really too familiar with the other ones, but I will say that um, plants don't really... <laughs> I hate plants. Like I hate that Riga deck. So um, they can uh, they can go die. They don't they don't need any more support. So damn! Shout out to Devon. I have to you say can go die, Devon. <laughs> I do agree with you. Bonfire being one of the banger cards. I'm pretty sure it's going to be one of the announced secrets. It's going to basically send all these fire decks, like you said, that have been not getting as much love as everyone else has been getting. A good stepping stone into some meta play like this is it's a formula card it searches a lot in the the format or what's going to be that format i think that as you may not hate them but the aramage support is going to be pretty good i just think that the support right now is good but i still think that we're going to need maybe one or two extra like oh god damn that's a crazy card we're going to need that shit like that's a wild card like that's the chase card like you know what i'm saying not to say like maybe like an sp knight but like an extra deck monster but even like a main deck archetype or another even say let's say fan favorite deck that gets a little bit of support i think we need a little bit of love somewhere in order to drive this thing through the roof yes i can agree i think it's definitely going to be interesting and again within the the start of the new year i feel like depending on uh how late or how early or how on time relatively on time if that even makes sense for the ban list, you know, ban list, I mean, if, if Konami actually decides to, like, have a, a, a ban list and actually take cards, you know, take cards off, put cards on, you know, how it's normally supposed to go, as opposed to, like, making, like, 2.5 changes on one list, I think that would be really great. That's going to, you know, affect the meta state. It's going to kind of, you know, change things around, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'll be honest, the set's kind of a big, you know, black question mark for me, but... There's definitely going to, you know, players always find something to chase after. Players always find something to, you know, make the big, hot, popular cards. So time will tell. Yeah, they do hype, find a way to hype everything up. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that. Sometimes these players be uh, hyping shit up way too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, this card's like, I would say, like, the Synchrons, like the Revolution Synchron, the Assault Synchron. All, all of those are a perfect example of cards that were hyped up way too much. Skyrocketed into, like... $45 for the assaults, maybe I think it was like 60 to $80 for the revolutions. And then they just flop. And then they, they haven't done anything since. There's some cool decks that have come about, but nothing like meta relevant, nothing that's uh, catching anyone's real attention or representation because they just don't see play like that. But coming to a close, just one more thing before we start wrapping things up here. Just want to let all the players in upstate New York know that Millennium Gaming and Rochester, New York is hosting an OTS championship this November 19th at 11 a.m. That's going to be a Sunday, people. Uh, they usually tend to get about an average of about 40 to 60 players for these events, so make sure that you are prepared accordingly as four invites to next year's nationals are given alongside one 
uh, winner, basically number one, receiving a special playmat for the season, which I did confirm is going to be the Dark Dragon, the Dark Hole Dragon. That's like the crazy looking one. I think that that's actually going to be one of the better ones, kind of like how Curry Car was. It was just like a pop out, like standalone, like really nice mat that you wouldn't really uh, think that would be a good mat, but it's it's really nice. So be sure to pop out there. Uh, the semi limited podcast team will be out there. I know Brad's going to be heading out there. Autumn's allure is looking and talking about going out there again, but if he goes out there, he's going to have to have his deck list ready because he can't hold up round one by 30 minutes like he did last time. So we don't talk about that. <laughs> uh, so a lot of us are going to go up there. Hey, who knows? He might fuck this one up and you might have a chance to, you know, yell at his face or whatever you want to do. Uh, so be sure to come on out. And if you see us, we'll Show all be rocking this Yeah, go ahead. Show them all your ultra rares. You know, tell them that you'll swap them all these cards out with them. Uh, and then you can catch the semi-limited gang out there. We'll be rocking our semi-limited hoodies and whatnot. So you can come up, you know, take some pictures, uh, maybe chit chat, find out what are the side games that we might be able to be playing. Or sorry, play a couple side games or whatever it is that you might want to do. Just uh, maybe get a part in some of these uh, content that we'd be dropping, the social uh, media drops and whatnot. So come out there and have a good time and link up with all some all the good duelists that are coming out there from New York State. But with that being said, guys, we are running out of life points. Now, we did have some hot takes there on some, you know, hot sets. Just a reminder for all those listening still about the sponsored content. Be sure to check out Unplug Gaming there at Manly's New York. Their Discord is in the description box below. Uh, be sure to join their Discord page and join all of those TCGs that they have out there. And then you can uh, chit-chat with them. If you show up in-store, be sure to mention that the Semi-Limited Podcast Boys sent you. So that way you'll be able to get hooked up by them. They do, they do love when we send people there. It's the whole point of the sponsorship. Uh, so that way you can uh, get a little hookup next time you uh, show up in-store. Also, along that, make sure that you are going to go check out Brad on Twitch. Every Saturday night, Mr. Perfect will be streaming at Semi-Perfect Gaming on Twitch. Every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can go check him out. He will be streaming on his Twitch, which will be linked in that Linktree link down below. And speaking of Linktree links, uh, with all that information down there of all social medias and stuff, we have our winner for our Instagram giveaway. To have entered the Instagram giveaway, all you had to do was be following the Instagram page, which is linked in the last post. Uh, like that post and then comment one thing that you love about the semi-limited podcast or something that you enjoy about it, whether it be just what we talk about, uh, some of the things that we drop in as far as the social media content, and then maybe some of the things that we be doing online, like giveaways and such, you know, getting free shit is can't be that bad. So that was what you had to do. And we have our winner and it is none other than at so what biggie, AKA Justin Ellie. Congratulations. You lucky bastard. Yeah, congratulations on winning. It's a beautiful single-player cloth Dark Magician mat. Looks very, very nice. We're going to be sending it up with a bag. So be sure to hit us up on any of our social medias to receive your gift, my friend. You can hit us up on Instagram, on YouTube, on our business account, semi-limitedpodcast at gmail.com. Or you, you can hit us up on Facebook, whatever you want to do, dog. Just make sure you get out to us, Twitter, all that, so that way you can get this gift. 
And if you didn't win, do not fret because we will be having more giveaways as we hit more of our social media goals. So all you have to do is check out that link tree link that's in the description box. Get in on all of our social sites to hear about how and when to get in on the next one because we'll definitely be having more. Also, be sure to check out Autumn's Allure's YouTube page. I'll be sure to have that link down below. Appreciate you coming out and having a good time with us. Is there any final thoughts or anything you want to say about the episode or anything that we've been talking about? Free stuff always makes life better. So hit all these links up and get your free stuffs now. He ain't wrong. You might as well uh, go down there and follow all those sites and shit like that. So thank you for coming out, brother, and having a good time with us and chit-chatting for everybody. Thank everyone for listening. My name is Player X. And you've been listening to the Semi-Limited Podcast. Thank you and good night.